live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on October 12th, 2017, the day after. Jubilation to the New York Yankees as they are going to the American League Championship Series, which I predicted all along. That's a lie. But I said... Well, I didn't say anything. We all know that. I said they'd lose Game 5 if they even forced a Game 5, so... If you've been listening to this podcast long enough, you usually know my guarantees are complete horseshit, and uh, you know I wouldn't rely on any of them. And uh, anything, anytime I'm you know bragging about winning in gambling, it's it's they're very sparse, sparsely in between. So um, we got a lot to get to, a lot to get to. Well, not that much, but we, there's definitely some. My current state right now is staring at the exoskeleton of an IKEA futon as I uh, attempted to put it together defective piece, or possibly I may have broken the piece, but it can no longer be put together. So I'm sitting here staring at it. Been wanting to do the podcast for a while, but again, just in desperation, you know, sighing, incurring wrinkles to my face by getting angry, just staring at a piece of metal. Um, so that's that. Uh, the I, I, I want to bitch and moan about Ikea, all their bullshit, you know, just the instructions of these happy, nondescript beings, uh, no words, and, uh, you know, well, here's an Allen wrench, good luck, and... Actually, they have a YouTube channel, which made it a little better, but still, no one's talking. And then the only other things that, you know, in Ike- in the IKEA field on YouTube are all in, obviously, Swedish or whatever. I was going to say, or whatever language those people speak. I'm pretty sure it's Swedish, right? Nor- Nordic something. Anyways, what is the deal with fucking going to IKEA anyways? By it, it, I hate that place with the fact that you, you, can, you can only go in. There's only one way out. You can't turn around. It's very uh, constrictive, fucking claustrophobic to a sense. They make you go through. It's like a haunted house or something. You have to go through. You, you cannot turn around. Anyways. Oh, oh topical humor. Anyways. Um, here it's 8.36 p.m. Watching the final moments of the Nationals uh, playoff. They are allergic to winning playoff games. At a certain point, when do you when do you break up the core? I mean, honestly. When do you do it? At this point, I mean, the team can't get past the first round. It's unbelievable. Dusty Baker is like, he's like the anti-Buck Showalter. He like goes to places where there are good teams and can't get anything done. While Buck Showalter, yeah, we get it, Brett. Um, but we're here. It's eight, eight, uh, eight thirty-nine now. As I'm telling you the time again, eight thirty-nine, Northern California, thirty-five minutes from Napa Valley. And I'll tell you, man, the smoke the other day. Whew. Uh, I was at a bar, shocker, and I walked out and I was like, "Holy, is someone having barbecue or something? This is crazy." I look up at the sky, man. And there is a lot of smoke. I'm just like, wow. And then I start to actually see ash in the air. I'm 35 minutes away. So that's crazy. And, and, and I was thinking about it. And uh, great follow on Twitter, The Wet Bandits. Uh, Mike mentioned to me, it seems like wherever you go, there seems to be just bad things happen. And I'll tell you, in the last three months, he's absolutely right. My wife and I, let, let's go take a back in the Wayback Machine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he spent the month... You usually get out of things, just, you know, really right before. But we spent a month in Barcelona, Spain. And about when I, and I tell you, I walked across La Rambla all the time. That could have been me. That could have been me. Let me post it on Instagram, all my pictures of Barcelona. Hashtag thoughts and prayers. But, I mean, I did walk across that all the time, making it all about me. And uh, what, 10 days later, boom, terrorist attacked. And where do we go from there? We went to Connecticut, which was boring. My parents, there were no terrorist attacks. There, 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 nothing bad happened there. It was just boring. Excessive drinking at my parents' house. But, um, and nothing but the good stuff, too. Bush Light and uh, Franzia Cabernet Sauvignon. I mean, <laughs> kings will be like kings. We all know that. If you tap that back. So, but after that, 
Puerto Rico for three weeks, visit the in-laws there. What, a week, week and a half later, we leave. Devastating hurricane, which, listen, I think, and I don't have to agree with Trump, I think they've had enough FEMA aid. I mean, it's been three weeks. I mean, if you can't recover from a Category 5 hurricane in three weeks, come on, get your priorities straight. Boy, Trump is quite the humanitarian. And you know what? I love that he's a patriot as well. I mean, he's basically one of the sons of liberty. I mean, that guy, he cares about, you know, standing up to a flag. I know that's like the trendy thing to do now, like a lot of millennials. It's like, I'm not patriotic. And you know what? I, 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 I'd rather the guy stand. I really would. I, I, like I've said this before. I wish it, it does mean something to me, but whatever. Uh, Trump is playing everyone with that. Do you think that fucking guy gives a shit about standing up for a flag? <laughs> I mean, if you really believe that, and he's definitely feeding into the brain dead fucking, you know, Red meat eating, hayseed, you know, I've, I use all these adjectives again. I mean, boy, he is playing them like a fiddle. But anyways, and then I come back to California and now, you know, wildfires. I mean, if you're going to go somewhere, please, please, you know, reach out and find out if I'm going there first. Honestly, because you, you may want to change your plans. <sighs> God, was it was that, the beginning was awful. Jesus. Anyways. Uh, so what are we going to talk about first? Let's talk about the American League Championship Series. That game five, man, I have not been that nervous for a baseball game in a very long time. And I know, boo-hoo, Brian, you're a Yankee fan. Oh, that's got to be rough. Oh, oh, all of that. Oh, man, it's, I feel bad for you, man. You, you're a real torture. It's a real tortured fan base. But, you know, I, this is the first team in the 20 years I've actually liked. And, and again, my man, Didi Gregorius, comes through. It, it, was, it was a thing of beauty. But I, I was not, you know, 3 nothing. I, I did not feel confident. And CC Sabathia went went back. Oh, God, I was going to say it again. Used stupid sports cliche. Way back in the way back machine. But, I mean, for those first four innings, he was lights out. He was, I thought, should we call our friends? Should we call our friends, as Michael K says? You might be seeing something special. But uh, he quickly fell apart. And, uh, you know, the rest of the guys took care of it. The bullpen was wonderful. I was a little worried about Chapman, you know, he always makes a little guy here, gets on it. But I mean, honestly, it wasn't that bad. But DD comes through, Gardner with a uh, all-time at-bat. And uh, Francisco Lindor not playing the hop right, eh, tough shit. Sorry about that. It's, it's too bad. But, wow, man, I, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I just don't. My thing, obviously, is to be incredibly pessimistic about everything. But I mean, this was fucking... Oh, the glare from my wife, you know, if we met in 2000, 2008, and that 2009 team, that Yankee team was just sort of like, they were hateful. So I understand if they won and, she, and she's a Red Sox fan, I can understand. But like seeing me this excited about it, it's like the glares. Oh God. If looks could fucking kill. Just looking up. And then, and hopefully she doesn't listen to this. If she does, she's going to get pissed at me. And you know, I'm sitting there watching the, the post game, which... Can we admit it's really not that great? We can gush over A-Rod because uh, he is good. <laughs> he He's good at the job, man. He really is. Kevin Burkhardt is just, uh, you know, like any lion tamer in those situations, just trying to con- control the, the the crowd there. Frank Thomas and Keith Hernandez are basically just spectators. Um, they have to, you know that they're not good because they have to be called on by Burkhardt. Burkhardt has to be, all right, so big hurt. Tell me, tell me, what did what, you see out of Lindor in that spot? Oh, well, I'll tell you, as like buckets of water rush down on his big fucking head. It, it, that man is, it, I've heard working on television, I mean, because I, I'm very into Hollywood. My, my friend Harvey told me, Weinstein. And it, it, but if you have those lights on you, I mean, they, they are brutal. But the, the, the 
amounts, the copious amounts of sweat pouring down that man's enormous cranium. It is something. And Keith Hernandez, he really doesn't add a ton either. He also can't keep his, speaking of Harvey Weinstein, cannot keep his hands off of David Ortiz, which is starting to get eh, slightly concerning. Uh, and the face he puts on, he puts on that face like he, the one, I don't even, I'm trying to think. I was going to say like in the uh, Touch of Grey. No, that's that's a Grateful Dead song. The, 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 the hair bullshit. He makes like a face like when eating that popcorn, he, when his eyes gets all, they get all big. Like that's what he does when he grabs Ortiz's shoulders. He's like, Ooh. and Ortiz really, you know, he adds nothing to it. And what he adds is goofiness. He, I mean, his comments make nothing. He's always going to have be a deficiency with the accent. I think that's always going to be an issue for him, honestly. Uh, he, now, Pedro Martinez actually has something to say. He's working with the accent, too. Oh, well, people with accents can't say. No, no, come on. I'm just, I'm just being from viewer experience, man. Uh, and that's all. That's all. Back off. And A-Rod is fucking very patronizing to Ortiz. If you have, and let me get to that. And then, I mean, Ortiz will explain something, and then, uh, and then A-Rod will jump in and be like, Poppy, 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 let me explain that for everyone at home. And it's just like, well, he sort of fucking did. Uh, but, you know, A-Rod has the bullet points, and he's going through everything. The, the whole thing with the ring is so... I was going to say it's played out, but it was never funny. A-Rod, you know, you know, wiping down the ring, showing it. And everyone's like, oh, 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 you know, is anyone going to bring up the point that Ortiz has three rings, A-Rod has one? Like, why, why is this funny? I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, is it because the Yankees are in the playoffs and the Red Sox aren't anymore? I mean, is that like the simplicity of the fucking joke? Like, it's just stupid. But anyways, back to my original point. So my wife's like, all right, how long are you going to watch this? Because it was a long post game. Was it 90 minutes? I mean, that, that's a lot of post game for a bunch of national guys, uh, for local fans to watch. 90 minutes. Is, that's, is there even a 90 minute post game for the Super Bowl? Holy Christ. But uh, she's like, are we going to watch this all night long? And I'm like, all right, you know, I fucking hog the TV here for the last four or five hours. Okay, let's watch something. She was asleep, by the way. And then um, so we throw on some crime show. I don't know, Locked Up Abroad or. One, one, one of the lockups where everyone like throws shit at the officers and everything. Same. Every, listen, they are incredibly entertaining. It's the same thing every time, but it's like prison. Hey, and I've been there. <clears throat> well, not prison, but working with inmates is very interesting. Uh, but she falls asleep two seconds into that. And what do I do? I find out, oh, we got yes on here. Boom. And that made her even angrier because I didn't think I actually had access to yes here. And Flaherty and Curry and who's the other one? It was uh, Jack Lorenz. Was he, was he awake? Was he? I think he was awake. Maybe he passed out. Who knows? But uh, Flaherty's very intense but stoic, if that makes any sense. He sits there like barely moving, not doing anything, but like talking really fast. Like like the Micro Machines guy. His face doesn't move. His, fa- his head doesn't move, but his mouth is moving very – he's very forceful is what he's saying. So, Ah, oh, man. I, I'm still like in shock though that they, that they actually won the game. I was scared that that first fucking home run by Didi Grace is like, oh, nice, they're on the board. That's going to be the only scoring they do. That's going to be it. And, you know, thoughts and prayers to John Smoltz. Uh, he must be in absolute tears because Corey Kluber was garbage in this series. And John Smoltz, obviously, uh, a man who has an eternal heart on. I mean, watching Corey Kluber pitch. Corey Kluber is no longer in the game in both Game 2 and Game 5. Or is it Game 3? Game 3. Game two and game five, and Smoltz is still talking about him over and over again. It's it's unbelievable. He sucks too. Like take away the fact that I'm a Yankee fan, he's obviously anti-Yankee because he was a loser when he was a you know a player and couldn't beat them. But he's not good either. 
Uh, and Matt Vasgersian has the best baseball voice. That he, he he is he's a treat to listen to. I guess when your team's winning. Uh, wait till he's doing a games when you know the Astros are fucking kicking the Yankees' ass, and then I'm just like, you know, that that's smug son of a bitch. But I don't give him much shot against the Astros, but I didn't give him much shot against the Indians. I mean, Indians and Astros are hand in hand. You know, two of the best teams in baseball. Two of the two of the three with the Dodgers, and the Yankees just beat them, man. So I don't. They're two and five against the Astros during the regular season. A lot of the numbers were the same. Like if you break down the stats, just just remembering from last night. Yeah, because I do a lot of research here. Uh, but the only thing I think that really stood out was the fact that um, the the Astros just scored more runs. Everything else, their power numbers were better. Everything else, the pitching, all, all of it was sort of you know it's pretty similar. So you never know what can happen. I am not. Ex- I I hate to use the fucking stupid expression of playing with house money, but uh, I mean that's what the Yankees are doing right now. Hey. They win, they win. They lose, they lose. Yeah, I'm saying that now. Wait till it's fucking, you know, 8 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow, and I'm three deep, and I'm just like... <laughs> so we'll see what happens, but unbelievable. 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 And uh, let's see. Have the Nationals actually lost yet? They... they wait, wait, what? what? You're going to break up the core? Break up the core. I mean, I, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. I mean, let's see. Let's see. I'm talking all this shit. It is 9-7. Oh, it's bottom of seventh, two outs. Maybe I should stop this and actually watch it. Let's see. Yeah, maybe I... Maybe I'll do that, actually. Hold on. Now, fuck that. It's it's still the bottom of the seventh. I'm not sitting here playing that. It's 8.50 at night now. I'm not going to be screaming while my neighbors hear me at 11 o'clock about Harvey Weinstein or whatever. I don't know. But, uh, all right, what else we got? We're 13 minutes in. Uh, a few other things I wanted to talk about. Uh, yeah, well, this is kind of old news now. That Dolphins coach doing cocaine, which uh, I really don't understand the allure of uh, sending that to your girlfriend as if, like, that that's really, like, hot. Check out me doing blow, huh? <laughs> you want to get down, huh? Imagine sending a video. Like I'm trying to think of like me like dating my wife and being like, hey, look at this gravity bong, huh? Look at me getting high. I love you. Or me just sitting in a dark room, like drinking. <laughs> how is that any how is that a fucking turn on, man? <laughs> God, I love you. Maybe that was that. Maybe that was what's special about their relationship. You know, really, really special. The NFL cracking down on the uh, the the kneeling as we talked about earlier. Which I sit here and and, and a separate note in that I sit here and I talked about the last few podcasts. I've actually done like a one eighty on Colin Kaepernick, and then you know he donates money to like something from Asanta Shakur, a cop killer. Donate twenty five thousand dollars to something that was named after her. It's like this is when you're like, you are the right person. No, you you may have the right voice at times, but you are the wrong person for this. You are a complete idiot. You are a dummy. You are not smart. How how am I? How how? I don't blame people if they don't get on a side after that. Oh, this is for cop. This is for a cop killer. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep keep the faith, though. Keep the keep, keep the faith, bro. And then you see Kenny Stills, wide receiver of the, the Miami Dolphins, meeting with the cops. You know, all these tweets about meeting with the community and the cops and saying it's you know both you know both sides need to take responsibilities. You know, doing the photo op, doing the pictures. There is the reason that people are kneeling. The exact reason. He is exemplifying the awareness. As I do air quotes, there he is. Not one. Fu- I barely gets any fucking attention, any attention at all. It's, 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 that's why I almost look, and I think Simon and Yonkers made this comment. He said, you know what? It's all an ice bucket challenge at this point. Is that reducing it? Is that minimizing what players are feeling? Maybe. But why aren't there more people like Kenny Stills? Maybe there are. You know, as I say this, maybe there are 
and they're just not getting attention. Maybe that was just retweeted on my timeline because I didn't hear about it anywhere else. Maybe there are guys doing it. And people, it's just, we want negative news. We don't want positive. No one wants to hear about fucking kittens on surfboards at the end of the world news tonight. They want to hear about angry stuff. They don't want nice stuff, fluffy stuff. Oh, someone help some, you know, fucking old people put together a Thanksgiving cornucopia. That's, that's fucking great. You can put as a, whatever. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Where was I? <laughs> The Giants are a mess. Oh God, the wide receivers are up for the year, and Beckham, Beckham crying. And you know what? I Beckham is a a a, a target on this podcast all the time. But uh, I am not going to rip him for that, man. He uh, that looked like it hurt a lot, and uh, I'm not going to rip the guy for crying. His his ankle shattered into seventeen thousand pieces. But he did it obviously. I mean, he had to be Odell Beckham. You couldn't even just turn the lights off for a second and go on Instagram with a winter hat. And a, uh, I guess, was this some sort of statement with his fist in the air as he has, like, the tubes in his nose as if, <laughs> as if he just had some fucking terminal disease and he's on his deathbed? God, drama queen. Maybe he should go into Hollywood and, you know, do some movies with Harvey Weinstein. Okay, you brought up Harvey Weinstein enough. I, I will be completely honest. I didn't even know who fucking Harvey Weinstein was before a week and a half ago. But I'll tell you, it is, it, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it, it makes me laugh so much. But like seeing Hollywood like devour itself is is hysterical because they're always known as the biggest fucking phonies there are, uh, completely out of touch phonies. And I'll tell you, man, I'll tell you, uh, he's got a lot of liberal friends too, a lot of Democrat friends, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. Now this is where it gets dicey, um, because you can victim blame and say, oh, well, how about these girls? Why why didn't they say anything for these years? Why didn't they do anything? That guy could ruin their career. I understand that kind of thing. And then you hear the rest of the people in Hollywood say, well, I didn't know. Well, you know what? Maybe they weren't there when he did these things. Maybe they weren't certain of these things. But don't tell me you didn't fucking know. <laughs> you know, it's it's one thing to say, because we've all worked with like scumbag people or people that we think are scumbags. So just like, yeah, I heard so-and-so did that. Yeah, I could see so-and-so doing that. I could I could totally see that. But you're not about to run to HR and say, uh, excuse me, uh, you know, this guy's whacking off in the bathroom or something, you know, something like that. I mean, you're not going to do that without evidence. But I would certainly keep my distance from that person. I would certainly disavow that person. You know, Meryl Streep, who's always got a fucking comment for something, you know, was it five years ago, says in a speech... For her Oscar nomination, because she's just she's just so, she's so brilliant, brilliant. I don't even. Here's the thing. I guess she is a great actress. I say this as if I'm like I'm just came in from another fucking planet. I don't even. I can't even remember a movie I've ever seen with Meryl Streep in it. But I, she's world renowned, obviously. But her saying, uh, you know, she won, and you know, this is where everyone gets self righteous and everything when they make their speech and say, I'd first like to thank my uh, my my agent Kevin Eubanks, uh, and I'd also like to thank God Harvey Weinstein. That was five years ago. What a scumbag. What a lying scumbag. The The idea that these people don't know is just, it's just and I'm sorry, hey, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, you're just as, you may not have, I don't think he would do these things in front of those people. I don't think he'd come out of the fucking, you know, out of the shower with a heart on being like, Mr. President, how are you? Check it out. But don't tell me Barack Obama didn't know that Harvey Weinstein was a dirtbag. He sent his daughter to intern there. Think about that. Think about that. And Hillary Clinton, I mean, Jesus, I can't believe the fucking word she says. 
She should be president. Yeah, the people who fucking say that, like, oh, but she got three million more votes. It's not fair that Trump is president. I got no love for Trump either, but give me a fucking break. He sound like crying babies. That's the way the election works. But Harvey Weinstein, and now seeing Ben Affleck, he's starting to go down the tubes. Um, all these all these videos of him just sort of groping young women and being like, yeah, take your shirt off. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that total like creep at a frat party who corners the girls. Like, ah, come on. Like, I've been watching you. I like you. Damn, where, are you. where are you going? No, no. My room's upstairs as they get closer and closer. <sighs> what a fat, disgusting load Harvey Weinstein is, though. Just a disgusting mammoth of a man. Obviously, mental issues. He's going to do one of two things. He's going to go to Europe, sit in there with Rome Polanski, and be like, "So this is what it's like. Tell me, show me the ropes of fighting extradition." Or he's going to off us, off himself. It's one or the other. And I heard today, uh, what the hell did I hear it? I heard it somewhere that they're thinking about throwing him out of whatever hall of honor of you know the the actors bureau guild. Just saying words, not even a rational thought, but something. And you know who's on the board of directors of those meetings? Oh, great standing citizens like Roman Polanski and and the great Bill Cosby. Because I mean, those guys, those guys are classic. I'll give uh, give credit to what's what's her name, Rose McGowan, taking out Hollywood. I mean, she's kind of a nobody now. Um, well, Brian, she has like seven hundred and fifty thousand more Twitter followers. I don't measure on Twitter followers, okay? If I did, it'd be, this be uh, it'd be gone a long time ago. Put it that way. But um. Just calling out Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, all these people, Alyssa Milano. You know, it's funny these liberals. They, they, it's it's funny that they want to fight for justice for like every single different like identity you can think of. But witnessing, knowing about violence on women, eh, it happens. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Such fucking phonies, dude. It's it's too good. It's it, it's not too good. I mean, I wouldn't want anyone to have to look at uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein shower into a power uh, flower plant. But shower, Jesus, what am I fucking talking about? I think I think that's all I got to talk about. Honestly, NBA starting soon. I get people. Who's going to be the MVP? Who's going to be the rookie of the year? They haven't played a fucking second yet. See, Isaiah Thomas in a big expose says that he doesn't want to talk to Danny Ainge anymore because he traded him. Isaiah, I like Isaiah Thomas. I don't know how you can't like a little guy who who does damage like that, but like you got traded. Dude, you've been traded like five times before that. What's your fucking problem? I know. Well, he'd, he, he'd, his sister died. I get it. You know, but I mean, that, that's not reason for you to keep someone on your team. And it, it's sorry, man. I, if, if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm trading. I, uh, I, I was going to say it as if I'm part of the industry or some super fan it. Um, I'm trading for Kyrie Irving too. You've got to be out of your mind if you don't, but, uh, and what was the other thing I want to talk about real quick? Yeah. Shorter podcast. I want to get this done with here. Um, fuck, fuck, fuck. What was the other thing I wanted to talk about? I think that's about it. I'll, I'll let you out of your misery. But uh, what else was I going to talk about? Yes, we already did that, Brian. You're not going to do it. All right. Remember, listen to the show, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google. By the way, Joe Girardi crying. Boy, he made me feel like a real piece of shit, huh? After that emergency podcast on Saturday, he comes out with the waterworks and makes, makes, makes old, uh, old Brian B here, uh, you know, look like a real asshole. And then he won the series, too, so he really shoved it up my ass. So 
I, mean, I heard that was also his main motivation, too. Anyways, uh, iTunes, Sooner Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, remember to you know follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. If you're nice enough, please uh, leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher. Th- those, are the, those are the top dogs. And if you haven't yet and you listen to this podcast, you be, should be ashamed. You should be arrested for fucking uh, you know, burglary, theft, the whole deal because uh, you're getting this stuff for free. That is my promise to you. It's always free. And all I'm asking is for a review. It's, it's getting to this point where I'm just begging, and it's, it's kind of pathetic. But I love all of you. I love all of you so much. I love all of you. With all that being said, I'm out of here.